Uh, um, so how much is that? So, hi, and welcome to the podcast editor's mastermind. Brought to you, not live. What are we, we're recording on site at Podcast Movement 2021 in the HubSpot booth. And for the life of me, I can't come up with a good way to open the show. So here we are. That is it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm Brian Edspinger. You can find me at Top Tier Audio. Joining me from the Mastermind is... I'm Carrie Caulfield. Eric, you can find me at yayapodcasting.com. And we have two special guests with us. One is Steve Stewart. The other is Mark Deal, both from the Podcast Editor Academy. So we just wanted to take a couple minutes to talk about the value of a live conference. We've all come out of COVID over the last year. We've spent time doing virtual conferences and experiencing all the joy of that or the not so much joy. So we're talking about live conferences. What's the value? So I'll just throw that out there. We'll start with Mark. Why do you come to a live conference? What's in it for you? To re-engage with old friends such as you two. I haven't seen you in a year and a half, March 6th of 2020. And to be able to see you in person, it just, I think, reconnects that uh, that relationship, as well as meeting new people, uh, and perhaps even some that you've met and engaged with online, because maybe I've spent a little bit more time on social media in the last year and a half because of something or other. And now these people that I have relationships with, I, I'm able to see them in person at a live event, and it makes it much uh, deeper uh, for me. I, I work with a number of people on some special projects that usually generate money, uh, and I prefer to, to work with people that I, I've met in person. So, so let's pause there for just a second, because you mentioned people. Who have you met that's been like, you, you're just going, hey, I'm really glad I met this person this year? Person that I have met this year? Honestly, I would have to look at my app, because one of the things I do is I, I text them, you know, with their name, hey, this is, this is Mark Deal. We spoke about the topic we spoke about, and then later in the evening, I go back through, I was like, there's a dozen, a couple dozen. So I'll be honest, the names aren't jumping out me, at me right now, but I've got a few in my phone, like, oh, I need to follow up with this person. I remember there's a Seth with, with Fireside. Uh, okay. Seth, if you're listening to this, I, I'm definitely looking forward to, to following up with you. Now, the, the, couple of dozen or other people that I, I've reached out to that we've had discussions with today. I'm like, oh, I'll follow up with you. If I can't think of your name right off the top of my head, I can't remember. Sorry. <laughs> That's what the app is good for. And I think one of those relationships from a few years ago is actually you and Steve. Steve, oh, do you mind? Right. I know you've told the story before, but do you mind telling a little bit about how that happened? How Mark and I met? Yeah. 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 We were on, how I met your mother. I got off the plane on the way from Dallas-Fort Worth to the very first podcast movement, got on a shuttle back before Uber. And uh, they had to go to the other gate, picked up some more people. These two guys get in there talking about podcasting. So immediately he's like, oh, you're going to Podcast Movement. We're all like, yay, Podcast Movement. So I saw Mark a couple times in the hallways there. got to know him by name and by face. He was referred to as uh, Tim Ferriss because he looked like Tim Ferriss at the time. <laughs> oh, that's wow. right. That's yeah. right. Yeah. And then he was also going to another conference that I attend very frequently shortly after that because he was interested in the speakers there. So just that second meeting was really the payoff where we got to know each other outside of one situation. And then from there, it just had been a friendship and then morphed into, hey, Mark's got this great idea. I think I should probably take him up on it. Yeah. So it wasn't the first meeting. The first meeting starts the relationship, but it's like rekindling, seeing people in person over and over again. Like, we've got to do this thing. Yeah. And they're the first you think of. And there's a special opportunity like, oh, I remember that person I've seen a couple of times at live events. And we talked a little bit about the value of meeting people. What about you, Steve? Why do you come to in-person conferences? I used to come here to, uh, to learn how to do things or do things better, you know, the sessions. And I've graduated past many of that. 
if you were to ask me today, you know, what sessions you were interested in, there's almost nothing new there. And it's almost more like I go to the sessions to see the people I already know and like and see them perform. So then now there's the expo area, which is where a lot of the booths are for the people who have products and services for, you know, for here, it's for podcasters. And I get to talk with them as well to see if there's any kind of connection. But really, it's just to know what else is going in the industry. So now I'm learning more about the industry, not just about the art of podcasting. And of course, I've, I don't podcast anymore, so I don't really have a need to learn much about podcasting. But for me personally now, as a, I don't want to call myself a service provider, but we have this community yeah. for podcast editors. So I'm trying to connect this community with podcasters and maybe get some people some gigs. That's the big payoff I'm having this year with a booth and all this other stuff that, that I'm coordinating behind the scenes. Yeah. Yeah. One of the things that I have been really learning and that surprised me because this wasn't my expectation is in talking to podcasters and talking to service providers and just kind of doing the hallway track, which is basically not going to the sessions and, you know, talking to people is hearing what comes up over and over again that podcasters and the people serving them say they need. Mm-hmm. And one of the things I keep hearing over and over again are editors. Mm-hmm. Editors, editors, editors. Where do I find editors? And I'm like, hmm. <laughs> I yeah. know where you can find we them. We have two great communities full of them. Yeah. Right, right. So th- making those connections, I think. And it's, not, and it's not just about making the connections. It's also about hearing, like, as the industry grows, how are the needs of that industry changing, of our industry changing? So that was a surprising learning. See, Carrie's definitely got the overarching view yeah. of what she should be doing, what we all should be doing here, and that's advancing the podcasting industry. And that's that's fantastic. Yeah, and I hear you as far as like the connections. You mentioned that. You also mentioned that. I know I've met a couple of hosts that I don't think are a great fit for me, right? But I know some editors that I can say, well, I think you might be a great fit for, for example, Daniel. I thought one was a great fit for him. There's another person I met that I'm like, okay, well, at least I can make those connections. I thought that I was going to be coming to learn more about some of the marketing and some of the stuff that I'm not super strong in to help my clients, right? Not so much to grow my shows, but to help them with theirs. What I've discovered is that, like Steve, in some of these, I'm probably past what's being presented here, and I really need to go deeper, but still being able to be involved in the recording booth, like what we're seeing here right now, I get to talk to a lot of podcasters, find out what they're doing, and just kind of see that kind of stuff. So it's been really, really a cool experience for me. And also, being from Nashville, I really couldn't not come. (laughs) (laughs) No excuses. Yeah, so what, we've been here for several days. Carrie, this is your first day here. Yeah. What's the, the, if you had like one thing that you would take away if the conference dropped today, what would be the biggest thing you think you'd take away? I'll start with you, Carrie. I would take away that the number of podcast networks are growing. Oh, yeah. And again, they need editors. They need people that they can, and not just editors, but project managers, right? So they need a staff, and the people running the networks need to focus on the high-value work. Not that editing is not high-value, but but what they're good at and what's going to make them money. And there's opportunity here for editors to grow, grow, grow. So these are networks, not just people having shows right. in, a, in a group, but yeah. having this a is, network providing services to the podcast in their network. Right. And that's almost like easy study work. Yeah. Right. right. That would be study. 
And that's a totally different model from one where the host owns the show, right? If the network owns the show, that's different because the host can change and the show can continue, which is totally different. Uh, what about you, Mark? What would what would you take away as like the one big thing from this? If I were to leave today, yeah. And again, we've got a couple more days, and who knows what's in store for us? But as of today, I've been working a lot with uh, some of the companies that have uh, you know, exhibits here, and Steve and I are working on a cool special promotion for December. And so far, we've already racked every company we've talked to has said yes as far as giveaway for editors, because they now realize we're not like the, the people in the dark corners, like, oh, podcast editors, you are the people that make the good shows sound great. Yes, we want to be a part of that. What can we give to the podcast editing community? So every company I've talked to says, yes, sign us up for five instead of one. So we're looking forward to taking all that, uh, that love for editors and then paying it back to the community in December. And that's as of today. I'm, I'm excited what the next couple of days are going to bring. Yeah. How about you, Steve? Uh, what was the question? Because all I know is I, I heard a bunch of cool stuff Mark's going to do for me. <laughs> yeah. The one thing with. he's going to take away is all those things, right? He's got it all covered. I don't have to do anything but show yeah. up. So yeah. if, if the conference ended today, what's like the, the one thing that you go, man, this is the thing I'm happy to take away from it? Well, my biggest goal for this conference, it was, it was threefold. I actually wanted to help podcast movement because it's not easy throwing on a conference post-COVID and Right now, at this time that you're recording, there's been a resurge in the Delta variant, and, and attendance is dropping because people, there's flights canceled, and then there's worries about yeah. the coronavirus. They're, they're not making as much money as they used to, and they've got basic costs they've got to cover. So I wanted to support them by doing something, so I sponsored a booth. But it made no sense to sponsor a booth for myself. I'm not looking for clients here. I've already got that covered with the other expo that I go to normally. So I thought, well, what about having a booth for the Podcast Editors Club on Facebook? Pro you know, promoting a Facebook group, meh. Where's the value in that? Yeah. So Mark and I have the Podcast Editor Academy. I thought, well, let's make the Academy sponsor the booth. And let's give the booth to the editors in our community to be able to softly pitch people who walk by their services. Because you got Ask the Editor is a sign that we have back behind the booth there. And any podcaster who walks by can ask these people questions. Our editors that are manning the booth are the experts now. And it's a very easy introduction to a conversation. And if the editor does a really good job, you know, answering the podcaster's question, maybe they start working together, coaching. Maybe they, they need someone to write show notes. Maybe they need an editor. Maybe they need a podcast manager. That relationship that started here today might actually pay off next year. It might pay off next month. But there have been connections I have made in the past at these conferences that have paid off usually a year later, yeah. just because that in-person meeting, the in-person conversation, you're a real person. You're not just somebody putting up a web page, making yourself look good. You're actually a real person in front of them. So my takeaway is those relationships have already been going on. We've already made connections in the past two days here that would never have happened online in a Zoom call. Never. Yeah, totally. Mm. Mark, did you have something? Uh, you know, as Steve's talking about this, it's not just are, are they getting some good leads, but also some of these new up and coming professional editors. It's a little bit of uh, uh, exhibitor judo, right? So Steve and I don't have to man the booth the entire time. People in our community do. We don't need to sell Academy memberships. We need to promote the editors themselves. So, but even the ones that like say every person they talk to, maybe it's not the, the best lead or the proper fit for their show, but they practice their quick uh, service offering pitch many, many, many times oh, yeah. in an hour. So when people are walking by, you know, we've been showing them like, hey, just don't sit behind a booth, but, you know, stand up in front of it. And we kind of set up our booth that way. And as people walk by, like, hey, you have any questions about editing? 
And some people are like, no, no, thanks. Now people are like, yeah, you know, I've got this problem. And it starts a discussion about editing and perhaps they become a lead. And some of the new up and coming editors, people that have been professionally editing for about a year, not each one of those has turned into a, like a hot uh, lead or this is going to be my next client, but they have refined their pitch as it were over the course of one hour. So in one hour, they started from like, I don't like talking about myself as a podcast editor. And the end of the hour is like, I know exactly how to approach a person, talk to a person, introduce them a podcast editor, and that I can help them. And that happens in one hour. It's, it's like a, a hot spot for service offerings. And if I could, I've got to give kudos to Carrie and She Podcast Live because that community came up with an idea that we were trying to do a little bit when we were at She Podcast Live in 2019, but we were more promoting the Podcast Editors Conference at the time. But She Podcast also had the Coaching Corner, which featured a lot of editors for an hour at a time. And, and they were sitting there just answering questions. So we've kind of morphed that idea into what we're doing as well. Yeah. Carrie, you were the inspiration. Yeah. Thank you. I'm just, everybody needs break to into do a what Chicago I say. song. <laughs> yes. Right? I mean, I thought I was wearing your shirt, but it turns out I'm not. And well, we've got permission five. to use this idea. So we're, yeah. we're going to run with it. And uh, it's going to benefit. We're going to do this at She Podcast Live, too. So it's going to come back to um, September 2021 in Phoenix. No, Phoenix, Scottsdale. Scottsdale. I'll be there. Scottsdale. Yes, the so will I. Yes. Um, What's been amazing to me is just seeing so these editors who I knew like just a year ago or a couple of years ago who were very like nervous about pitching and talking to potential clients in these kind of like consultation booths because I think she podcast lives was 2018. So yeah, like those those editors and and just seeing the confidence right you see the growth it's pretty amazing so after that first hour they just i mean they're just off to the races so i mean i would recommend anybody come to a conference and participate in this like fill up those booth slots because it's amazing yeah and having been part of many conferences mostly as an attendee and recently just being involved in some of the way i've seen so many times where somebody comes for the first year as an attendee and they're nervous and they're shy and they don't talk to anybody. But then the next year they come out and they're just gangbusters. They've gotten to know the community somehow virtually. You know, they connect on Twitter and things like that. And they always say, I wish I wasn't so shy the first time around. And, you know, some of the things that we're doing here today and then even just knowing someone who's doing these things, if we can just kind of break somebody out of their mold, whether they're an introvert or not. It's going to pay off by the second day because they're going to be a little more interested in, in, in getting outside of their own shell and and talking to people Plus and that's the key about what you love to do yeah i mean that is amazing in and of itself like and yeah. the beauty is it can happen in the hallways it doesn't have to happen in expo floor or in right? our booth the or in a track yeah. yeah the hallway track is so po it's weird that we spend a lot of money to go talk to people in hallways yeah <laughs> yeah i probably could have done the entire conference without actually doing any sessions and it would still be valuable to me even if i don't get any business out of it because like the takeaway for me is just how much i love my people I don't know how else to to put that. I mean, I I spent a couple hours walking around with Virginia on the first day, just making sure that she knew some people, right? Plus, I get to hang out with her a little bit, and then get to hang out with Michael. He got to Michael Jerry got to speak for the national uh, the Nashville Nash podcasters meetup, and so just getting to see my people and some of them shine, and some of them getting to talk to people, and then say, hey, I think. You know, you do really cool stuff. You do really cool stuff. Maybe there's nothing between you, but you at least need to know each other. Like, you're just cool people. And that, for me, has been 
the, okay, yes, I'm an introvert. Yes, I pretend that I don't actually like people, but as it turns out, I do like these people. <laughs> <laughs> and so that, that's been really good for me. I don't really have anything to follow that up with. I wish I feel like I should, like a transition or something, because that's what a good host would do, but we're stuck here with me. But I think you really pointed it. I think we all feel that. A lot of us like, you know, I really don't like people, uh, but it turns out you just need to find the right people that you like. And, and for you, you found it here. Yeah. I mean, I can think of very few other people that I would want to spend this amount of time with in an unstructured way. And for me, it's been extra special because my family also came and spent a couple of days here. So I like daytime with my people and then evening time with my other people, which is like really, really cool. One of the things you guys mentioned was that whole building relationships and allowing people to shine and providing something with the booth that did that. I'm, I'm wondering if you were to think about like from a conference structure standpoint, is there a way to allow or even make space for more of that? What would you do if you were wanting to design that in? I want to jump first. Can I jump first? Yes, because I don't have parties. An answer to that. And the, oh, yeah. the biggest part of the year is tonight. Uh, they need to turn the volume down at parties, especially now with, you know, COVID going on and many people wearing masks. Don't make it so you have to shout at each other and, and then you can't read lips. So turn the, okay, I'm an old man. Uh, I know the person listening right now is like, Mark Deal's an old man. Sure, get off my lawn. The music's too loud. But seriously, turn the music down at the parties. Just have enough ambiance to where it's like at a speaking beats per minute and have cocktail cables and open bar. <laughs> and uh, I, I am totally with you. I'm like, turn down the music because I don't get to talk to these people, but like once or twice a year. I vote for the chocolate fountain. Chocolate fountain. <laughs> <laughs> this is my first podcast movement, so I can't really speak to like what I would want to see. I, I was at PodFest last year, podcast movement. I will say that there was a significant difference in my comfort level in meeting new people this time than there was at PodFest. Part of that was just because I was really at PodFest for a very short amount of time because I had to leave early where I've got more time here. I had the evening before, the day before, then all the time at the booth. And then also just being forced to talk to people every time they come up to ask me about HubSpot and I try and sign them up for a recording session. So I think having ways that people that are interested in meeting people can serve is definitely a value add for me. Steve, did you have anything besides the volume level? Or you had chocolate, chocolate fountain. Chocolate chocolate fountain. fountain. Yeah. That's I, my answer. How could I forget the chocolate fountain? I mean, and don't judge me. No, no. <laughs> I, I mean, I can see where from a sanitation standpoint that might creep some people exactly. out. But it's chocolate and it's a place where people can talk. I like it. That went Steve's chocolate fountain. <laughs> <laughs> Just put it in my hotel room. You know, everyone has a badge. So maybe if there was something on the badge to where uh, like a, a scavenger hunt to where you had to find a number of badges that, that spell something and you meet new people while you're doing that to like spell something on a badge to force people out of their comfort zone and talk to somebody that maybe they wouldn't want walk up to and talk because of the way they look or who else they're hanging out with. They're like, oh, but they've got the letter that I need to, to complete a word. There's all sorts of fun things you can do, but number one, turn the music down. Well, I think, gosh, what was it? There was a conference and it may have been podcast movement like 2018 or 2018 where like you got, there were prizes. If you scanned so many Podfest does that every year. You go to each Is it booth, Podfest that does yep. that? They sign your your sheet and then you put it into a raffle. Right. And so you have the people are going around like, can I scan you? Can I and of course what a way to like 
make friends with people. And, and that's great for the booths because you pay for a booth for walking traffic. How do you prove walking traffic? Well, if people actually have to come through and scan to say, I was here at this booth, then, yeah, and that then helps they give you uh, stickers. Chris to say, yeah, my booth, booth sales at my events get traffic. Yeah. So. So I think continuing in the vein of the one thing, because that's been my thing today, is just one thing, because we've got like five minutes left. If you can sit down with Jared and Dan, for those listening, they're the organizers of the conference. I've been talking all day. And you could just say like one thing to them about the conference. What would you share? We'll start with Carrie. Go back to Philadelphia, please. <laughs> I don't want to fly anymore. See, I disagree, but that's fine. <laughs> How about you? I think I would thank them because I think podcasting has grown up a lot since 2014. And I think a lot of that is because of podcast movement. We see Apple, we see Google, we see the big companies come out, show up and throw their marketing dollars at these fabulous booths. There's another conference here that looks kind of shabby compared to podcast movement. <laughs> and <laughs> Definitely. Right. We're not going to say the name of the conference. And I think podcasting has grown up in large part because of Dan and Jared podcast movement. So I would say thank you. I hate to just repeat what he said, but that's really what I have told them. When I see Dan and Jared, I just thank them and let them know that I'm here to support them as well. And, and volunteering is a great way to get involved with all of this stuff. So if somebody's interested in attending but aren't sure about spending the money and stuff, you're gonna co it's going to cost you money to get here yeah. and stay here. But volunteering gets you a free ticket and gets you involved behind the scenes. And you get to have those, those meetings with people. And then the next year you come out and... So I'm making a two-year commitment. Everybody's got to commit to two years in a row. Otherwise, it doesn't pay off. Can I change my answer? <laughs> yes. What I would love to have is way more detailed technical tracks and perhaps some sort of podcast editors conference. I want to change my answer. <laughs> the Minicon? Yeah. Yeah. To go along with it because I think it's just kind of diving deeper. And maybe that's what Evolutions is for. I, I don't know. But again, that's like in Los Angeles, and I don't like to fly. So. Maybe if we could do that, it, it, but only if we had a yaya after party. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah. Okay. But Carrie's right. The chocolate fountains. <laughs> that's actually, that should have been my answer. Thank you. I, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm now going to imitate you and mimic you. Whoever's listening because... right now is like writing notes and they keep scratching through because yes. you yes. keep changing your answers. <laughs> in the keynote today, uh, yesterday morning or today from top, it was yesterday morning. Sorry. Anybody who's listening to this is it's after that fact. Yeah, your Google's not broken. Tom Webster from the infinite dial Edison research towards the end of his session or his keynote said he was talking about shows and, and, you know, how long should your show be? It should be shorter than the one you just put out the last yeah. time. And he said, all shows will benefit from editing. So go to sessions, sessions about editing. Well, if you look at the session list, there's almost none about editing. And in fact, a couple of them that said they were about editing were not about editing. They were about constructing stories. So there's the storyline right. editing. Different editing. Not podcast editing. So... There is a need for that. And yes, Carrie, we've got to do something yes. about that. And I would love to be able to do workshops, although I know that's really hard, but that's... Well, maybe if you and I and we all get yeah. together, we can make the demand for them and they'll yes. see the need. They had podcast guests be dating, so I think the ability to do podcast editing workshops is there. We'll just, get, we'll just have them rent us. Here's the idea. Everybody, we want you to write in your answers. Uh, we want you to... They'll give us tables... We'll bring our laptops, we'll bring headphones, we'll share with somebody, we'll instruct them how we do our, our thing. 
So I'm going to go ahead and agree with Mark. This is my first podcast movement. I have really no other frame of reference. I'm going to go with just thank you. Thank you for taking the risk. Thank you for putting it in Nashville. It should be here every year. I'm sorry, <laughs> Terry. Agreed. Yeah. Because then Mark can drive up and Steve can drive over and I can just live here. Well, as long so if anybody <laughs> wants to come to my house and like watch my cats, then we can drive to Nashville. I can bring the whole family. So that would work for me. Isn't that what the podcast editor mastermind live stream is about? Watching your cats? Well, <laughs> yeah, but like the live stream comes with me. So I don't yeah. know how that can work. Or I could just bring the cats. So if there's an, like an Airbnb that takes cats, yeah. we can do that. And for those of you that are listening, if you're not part of the Podcast Editors Club or the Podcast Editor Academy, I would recommend that you go ahead and start that direction. You know, Become part of Podcast Editors Club. If you're not part of the Academy, check it out. There's a ton of stuff. And some of these opportunities come to Academy members. For example, the Ask an Editor booth is promoting the Podcast Editor Academy. So a lot of the editors are going to be connected to that. And that's a great way for people like me who wouldn't ordinarily force themselves out of their comfort zones to put themselves in a place where maybe they don't know anybody, but everybody knows why they're there so they can start a conversation. So I would encourage that. Uh, as we wrap it up, I just want to go around one more time and let everybody say who they were and where we should find them. We'll start with Steve and come back to me. Okay, I'm Steve Stewart. I will only promote the Podcast Editor Academy at podcasteditoracademy.com. I'm Mark Deal, and you can find me at the same website. I was Carrie Caulfield, Eric, but... <laughs> now who are you? <laughs> I don't know. Okay. No, no, no. I, sorry. Um, Carrie Caulfield, Eric. You can find me at yayapodcasting.com. Don't forget to join the Podcast Editor's Mastermind Facebook group to continue this conversation. And I'm Brian Ensminger. You can find me at Podcast, podcast Editor Mastermind. Ugh. You can find me at toptieraudio.com. And unable to join us today was Daniel Abendroth, who is at rothmedia.audio. Thanks so much for listening, and we'll catch you next time. Uh, um, so how much is that? Did you hit record? No. <laughs> <laughs>